Welcome to this week in Indian Hill Braves sports here on the all-new IndianHillBraves.org. I'm Jason Griefer. Delighted to be joining you here on ESP Media Powered by Saturn Sports, and we're joined by Indian Hill Athletic Director Brian Phelps. Uh, Brian, good to be back with you once again. Well, a lot of exciting stuff going on right now around your athletic program. It's that time of the year. You know, it's, uh, it has. It's been a lot of fun. Some teams have been doing great. This past week we hit some stumbles, but that, that's, that's kind of – Part of what makes it so much fun. It's how we rebound and finish the season, tournament time coming up, and everything's still in front of us. Absolutely. And uh, let's get into some of that stuff that's in front of us uh, right now. Let's start with your football team. They just continue to do what they do, and they just blow people out, you know, beating Redding 53 to nothing this past week. So you're now sitting at 4-0. You're tied with Wyoming at the top of the standings. You're not going to see Wyoming in the regular season. You each have Taylor and Finneytown to finish the regular season. You, you look at the way things are shaking out now, and, of course, we still have to play the games, of course, and the coaches would say that. But both these games look very winnable uh, from an outsider's perspective. So how do the coaches then go, uh, go about making sure there's no sense of complacency, that they don't just walk in or the players don't carry in that mentality that we'll just show up and we'll just blow out whoever they're playing? Well, Taylor beating Madeira this past week opened eyes that, you know, we thought an awful lot of that Madeira team, even though I know the score got away from them a little bit, but um, that just reminded everybody, Taylor's Taylor's somebody that's going to come in giving us a fight. It's our last home game. Um, I I can guarantee you, I'm probably sharing some secrets I shouldn't, but halftime last Friday night, um, there isn't anyone complacent right now. Coaches are looking for every mistake being made to correct. And, and we're not, we're not in a position we're feeling good about, you know, everything that's gone on so far and and how to get better every day. And I I expect this Friday will probably uh, should be our cleanest game of the year. We're, we're hoping. Yeah, certainly hoping so. And uh, keep a clean, keep a clean sheet in the record column as well and get to five and zero ahead of the final uh, regular season game against uh, Finneytown. Let's move on to the cross country and boy, I, what a performance from your squads at the Eaton Invite. And you, you look on you look on IndianHillBraves.org and you, and you see this story about seemingly every single runner in your cross-country program set a season PR uh, in this meet. I mean, unbelievable performance. They did. And when I was talking to Sue Savage, our coach, she was so excited just how every one of our kids responded and performed. And she runs – just a tremendous program and there's no doubt the kids are putting the time in they're giving the effort but um, that ship goes because of Sue Savage's leadership and and the training that she puts our kids through and and our kids love running for her and love running for Indian Hill and Mm -hmm. uh, what a great Saturday meet at Eaton for our kids. How much extra maybe pep in the step does it give her when she does all the work puts in all the training you know, and then goes and sees her team go out and do what they did here. As we said, more than two dozen runners set PRs. As soon as she got home and she was sending out uh, kind of what had, had happened, you know, a little bit of a write-up of the day, I, I just know that I, I probably not relief is the right, but just, you know, just the joy of yeah. how her kids uh, responded. And she is just so, – she is in this for all the right reasons. I'll, I'll tell you, she loves these kids more than anything in the world. And for them to perform like that for her and for themselves and for the school, she, she could not be happier with their performance. There's no doubt about it. Almost sounds like she's a proud mom. 
but that's but, but it's a good way to sum it up. It, right. It's well it's well it's well deserved because of the results that uh, that they put out there. Uh, let's talk about volleyball. Four and two in the CHL. You're sitting uh, just two games back behind Wyoming. Still a long way to go. But you get Wyoming tomorrow night. You know, obviously, you know we've talked about on the program before uh, how good Wyoming has been for a long, long time. Uh, what are the players' expectations for this one? And for yourself, what are you wanting to see out of your team in this match? Again, knowing that you'll see Wyoming again in a few weeks. You know, we talked a little bit about it last week. Um, they've put themselves in a position to give themselves a chance. Um, to get to the top, you got to beat a great team like Wyoming, and, and you said it. We're going to get a chance to see them tomorrow, and uh, we're going to give them our best shot. Uh, hopefully, we can just do the little things they practice and, and practice every day and not let the moment be bigger than, than the game and um, see what happens at, at the end of you know, tomorrow night. Yeah, it should be a good one there. Wyoming at Indian Hill there. A really good battle at the top of the of the CHL there. Uh, let's talk about uh, golf. Let's talk about the boys first. Uh, finished third in the regular season. Uh, that uh, tri-match against Madeira and Marymount we talked about last week was as tight as you could get. Madeira just squeaking out the overall win there. But now they've got the CHL championship uh, today, as a matter of fact. I think as we're speaking here around noontime on Monday, they're actually out on the course right now at the mill. Uh, in, 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 in talking to coaches and seeing how the players, the golfers were working heading into this tournament, are they looking at this as a chance to get back out there and correct what was going on last week and fix and, and go out there and beat these other two teams? Do they feel like they can beat these other two teams and win the league title? Absolutely. I just got off the golf course. I had the opportunity. There were 13 groups that teed off starting at nine o'clock this morning at the mill. Could not have been more perfect of a day of a day. Um, as I was getting to my office, I, I got a text from our coach. Our first three guys came through all around that well, 38, 40, 42, I, th- I think were the three scores. So solid scores. You know, that's, that's, that's a good, good score from, from our top three guys. And, yeah, last week, Madeira played. Madeira and Marymount both played a great round at Camargo, and, and we didn't play bad. You know, you know, that's just golf. You can play a pretty good round, and – you know, you're playing really against yourself, not against the other team. And, and they showed up and, and both played well. And um, today's a new day. We'll see what, what it's like here in the next couple hours of, of how things finish up. But um, the league is a good league, and, and we could be first or third, and that might only mean a few strokes between all three teams. <laughs> and that's really how it turned out uh, in that tri-match for sure. Uh, can I ask you something else about that? If you if your team does win the league title, can you just like have it setting up on your desk next to you when we talk next week? <laughs> you bet. I guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> good. We'll look forward uh, to that. Let's talk about uh, let's talk about the girls. Of course, they you know, they've got some. They got some things to take care of this week. You've got league matches with, uh, or actually out, out of conference matches, I should say, with uh, Turpin and Anderson ahead of the sectionals uh, next Monday. So postseason right around the corner. Are are they looking at these this week as a really good chance to just kind of fine tune their games uh, heading into the postseason? Chance to play. It's amazing that this is it. That this is the the last of the regular season, and um, yeah, a little bit of tune up going in the next week and. Again, just amazing with everything going on in the fall. We're already talking about tournament time yeah. for golf next week. But here it is. And uh, like we've said the last couple of weeks, we've got some kids that can shoot low. And, and these mm-hmm. girls are improving every match, every week. And uh, we'll see what happens uh, next week. 
It is really uh, cool to, to see that we are talking about uh, tournament time for some sports here and talking about uh, gr- girls golf in particular and getting and to that point, we'll talk, expand out a little bit before talking about your other sports here and seeing how things have gone and where we are right now, you know, with, you know, just a week and a half left in the month of September. Do you get the sense around your athletic department that teams and players and coaches are still riding that high of being a, just being able to play and having seasons? Or have we shifted now into, okay, we know what we know what to expect. Let's get back into the swing of things. This is business as usual. Yeah, that, that's a really good point because I, 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 and question, I think it's a little bit of both. I think as soon as you get too comfortable of things are back to normal, that's where something's going to surprise us. But I, I do think that our, all of our coaches every week are, are thankful that we get one more match and one more weekend. And, uh, you know, we have to feel like it's a little normal so we can get in the tournament and, and, and play the way that we know that we can play. But it is the oddest thing. I, I just can't explain it. You, you know, I, I really feel like anytime some news comes out about another school shutting down, we know that could that could be us. And, um, you, you know, you do. You try to prepare for the big match coming up, but knowing in the back of your head you might not even get to that. I, I, don't, I don't even know how to explain it. But we're, we're thankful every chance we get to participate. And, um, you know, our, our goal is to get through the, the tournament without – kids being shut down or the school being shut down and giving it the best shot that we have. And it's hard to explain because it's unprecedented times. We've never, nobody's ever experienced this before. So, you know, it's just, we're, as we said, we're thankful to have it and we're still happy that we can talk like this as if everything is, you know, under normal circumstances has it been in the past. Let's move on to the pitch. Uh, boys soccer right now, early in the league season, but one and two in the league after a 4-1 loss to Marymont last Tuesday. And of course, Marymont, you know, that they've been fabulous all season long. And we touched on that last week, but uh, now you're, you're on the road this week. You've got Redding and uh, Alter on the road. Redding's kind of struggling right now. So uh, in theory, a good chance for you to, to, to pick up a win here and get things back on going on the right track. Given the fact that, you know, the Redding has been struggling right now is the team and coaches looking at this as this particular match is one that, Hey, we need to take care of business here and do what we're supposed to do and win this. Yeah, I, I think that's right. And, and we have had to lick some wounds here recently. Um, you know, that Marymont match, golly, they, they're a good team. And that game was two to one with just a little over five minutes to go. That's how close mm-hmm. really that that game was before it got out, out of hand. But surprisingly to most, I think our coaching staff feels like we've taken steps forward and, and not backwards and really getting better. It's a young team for the most part. Um, mm-hmm. A gauntlet of a schedule, you know, and, and it's not over, but that all happens to get us ready to be as prepared as possible for, for tournament, tournament play. And, um, yeah, with Reading tomorrow, we, we hope to be able to put it all together and have a good game and, and move into the, the weekend. But I don't think anybody's jumping off the ship yet for boys soccer. It's, um, it's, it's, there's a couple of wins we, we hope we had, but we don't. So we just, Keep trying to play better every every game from here on out. Yeah, sometimes the record isn't always indicative of how things have gone, and I think this is a perfect example uh, to that point because you've been basically in, in every single match thus far on the season. It's kind of a similar story with the girls. You know, we talked again last week about the huge showdown with Marymont, and again, the girls' team from Marymont they played very well. They got you four to one. Uh, as a result of that one, but you're still in a three-way tie for second in the league, so you still have everything you want to accomplish directly in front of you. You know that one game's not going to make an entire season, of course. Uh, what do the coaches take from that result and try and 
you try and go forward with it leading starting with tonight's match against McNick. Yeah, the, the Marymount match, really, it felt a lot like the boys' match. Mm-hmm. Um, game started off with an own own, own goal and, um, you know, just kind of some bad luck. Uh, obviously, <laughs> no one's fault, just the ball bounced kind of weird on us. And um, and all the credit to Marymount. They played tough. They played a great game. We played, we played pretty well, but not as well as they did. And um, I don't, uh, again, kind of like the boys, I don't think anyone was – ready to jump off the ship. We know what we have. We know what we're capable of. And um, it's such a positive coaching staff. And, and um, it's all about how we're, we get better for the next play or the next half or the next game. And um, our girls are fine and they're going to keep playing the tough schedule in front of them. And um, you're right. We're right there still in the, in the mix of it for the CHL. We'll see how it all finishes out. When you're evaluating coaches and how you want to, how you want your programs to look, how important is it that you have coaches in place that are that that maintain that positive mindset and a positive attitude around the program? Because you know, for all the attention these athletics get and well deserved, we also forget these are teenagers being asked to perform at the highest level like this, and sometimes that can be difficult for some kids. So, how important is it for you? as an athletic director, wherever you've been, to have coaches in place that maintain that positive outlook each and every day, no matter the result? Yeah, you, you know, that's, that's one. Just like each coach with, with every kid has to evaluate what they need, whether it's the pat on the back or kind of a little bit of the kick in the butt to get them moving or, or just, just to let them, you know, leave them alone. And I, I think as a whole, as I evaluate coaches, it, it's it's more about, yes, we want them positive. We want the kids to have a good experience. But I also trust our coaches to know what buttons need to be pushed to get the most out of their teams. It's not always a pat on the back and positivity 100% of the time. I mean, you, you think that, that that might be the case. And, and, and oftentimes it is. But, but we have to trust our coaches – to know how to push the right buttons when they need to be pushed to get the most out of our our, our kids and, and our teams. And hopefully at the end of the, the day, end of the year, our coaches or our kids are saying, you know, they had a great experience at the end. And, and, and we evaluate our coaches that way. I, I want to know what our kids think and what kind of experience they, they have. And oftentimes it's some of those harder coaches kids are having the best experience. So it, it's, it's a mixed bag for sure. But Yes, the bottom line is we want our coaches to be positive as much as possible and for the kids to have a, a, a good good experience. And it's good to see those results coming off the result of that positivity as well. Nothing but positive things to talk about with your girls' tennis team. Uh, they just continue to sweep teams 5, five nothing uh, every time out, and they continue to do that. You've got a big match in the league tomorrow against Wyoming. They're a really strong team as well. They're 10-3 and three overall and 2-1 and one in the league. And then you've got the Coaches Classic coming up over the weekend. So a lot of things going on uh, right there. Do you sense heading in – let's talk about the Wyoming match first. Maybe some extra juice going into this match, knowing you know Wyoming is right there and easily a threat – to uh, dethrone you as league champs, or do they feel confident enough right now in the way the program has gone that if they bring their A game, the rest will take care of itself? Well, I, I think it's a little bit of both. I, I think that we know if, if we bring our A game, we're going to be really tough to beat. Uh, anytime Wyoming is on campus or we're on their campus, it's a little more fun to play, and, and I think juices get flowing just a, a little bit more. So we'll welcome the Cowboys when they come over and um, – and, 
you know, hopefully um, give it, give them our A game and come out on top. And, um, you know, moving forward, we have Oakwood next week. That is a super big match for us. That That's going to determine who moves on uh, to the state on, uh, on the team side of the, of the GCTCA. So, yeah, a couple big matches in front of us, and then we're jumping right in the tournament. Uh, again, kind of like golf, it's – it's crazy. We're already talking about tournament time and hopefully making a state run, but it's here right in front of us. I think the, given the way things have gone throughout the, the summer and into the fall, just being able to talk about a state run is, I would have to imagine that's pretty pleasing, not only for you, but the, the programs as well, is it not? No doubt. I mean, that's, you know, that's the cherry on top. Every team has multiple goals you know, throughout the year, whether it's, you know, the league championship or, you know, having a better record from the previous year. But it is it's pretty awesome for as many of our teams to have a legitimate goal of making a state run. And we're in that position right now. And hopefully that's a year in and year out. But we have some teams with with some pretty high expectations and uh, very realistic high expectations. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what the tournament brings us. Well, and the last one that we can't forget about, they've certainly got high expectations and they're living up to maybe their own expectations thus far. That's your field hockey team. They're 6-0 and on the year. You look at the schedule on IndianHillBraves.org. You've outscored opponents by a combined score of 34-2 to through the first six games. How have they been able to sustain such a consistent effort, especially on the defensive side of the field? Yes, the goals are going to come and you've been scoring those in bunches, but to only allow two goals through the first six matches, how have they been able to sustain that? You know, honestly, it's just been kind of crazy. I, I mean, I, it, it's our girls have played so well in every aspect of, of the game, offensively, defensively. I, I mean, it's we've got some tough ones coming up, no doubt. This is a big week for us as, as we have Ursuline here tomorrow and Olin Tangi on, on Saturday, and we also have Walnut Hills, who's just, you know, as you know, just getting back into sports. So we'll, we'll see. It's a busy week, but golly, it's just such a good mix of kids, of senior leadership, some some young players stepping in and and really playing some major roles. So as a program, it's exactly what you want. You have some some really good seniors leading the way, and you have some, some younger kids um, doing their job and stepping up. And uh, it's it's been a lot of fun to watch. Hopefully they can keep it going. How do how have those seniors led the youngsters through this early stretch? I, I, I have to imagine at some point they're going to tell the young kids like this isn't always how it is. You know we have to keep pressing on. Yes, we're playing well early on, but there's still a lot of season left to be had. Well, I'll tell you, I think most, at least in recent memory from around here, I, I don't. I think everyone would say it's never been like this. Um, you know, again, at least recently. Um, and, you know, I listen to those seniors. I watch the seniors. They lead by example. They're so positive with their teammates yet. You know, they're also kind of coaching them up. I would say our head coach would say her seniors are, are coaches on the field, mm-hmm. on the field. And they're doing a good job getting the younger kids in the right spot and encouraging them and, and, and really making it feel like we're one team and we're not four classes on, on the field hockey field. But, um, I just know it's been a whole lot of fun, whether you're in the stands as as administrators or the fans or the kids on the field or the coaches. It's been it's been just a great experience for everyone involved. And, and hopefully, hopefully they keep it going. We'll see what happens after this week.
Well, it seems like right now there's no reason to think they won't keep it going. That your field hockey team, and we can run up and down the board with with all your other uh, athletic programs. At this point, they're all on a roll right now, and we certainly do enjoy talking about it here on the show, Brian. Great catching up once again. Look forward to it a week from now. Hey, you guys do such a great job. Thanks for covering us. I don't know why anybody would not be with with ESP Sidearm and uh, just the service you guys are providing, whether it's the website or stuff like this. Just class act. You make high school sports feel like, you know, it's at the collegiate level or professional. So thanks for everything you guys are doing. We are glad to do it. And, and your administration and all of your coaches and athletes make it all the much more enjoyable and easy for us to provide it as well. That's athletic director Brian Phelps of Indian Hill High School joining us for this week in Indian Hill Brave Sports here on the all new IndianHillBraves.org and ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports.